0: This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio Writing Project. OWP supports teachers from all over Ohio and celebrates the professionalism, expertise, and talent of our state's educators. Ohio Writing Project, teachers teaching teachers. a production of the Ohio Writing Project. I am Noah Waspy and today I'm going to bring you another episode in our What's Working series. Today I'm going to talk with Ivana Farrar, a third-year teacher out of Trotwood, Ohio, but first a poem. This is an English translation of Ode to the Enchanted Light by Pablo Neruda. Under the trees, light has dropped from the top of the sky, light like a green latticework of branches shining on every leaf, drifting down like clean white sand. A cicada sends its sawing song high into the empty air. The world is a glass overflowing with water. So as I mentioned before, today I get to talk to Ivana Farrar, and even though she's only been teaching for three years, she is so much further ahead than i was in my third year teaching she's so smart and today she's going to share a really cool strategy that she's been doing with students and a really zoomed out thought process that she's uh, taken to this new way of pandemic teaching i can't wait for you to get to know ivana so here it is my interview with ivana Ferrar.
1: At this point in my career, I am really focusing in on, really focusing in on my students and what engages them and what is working and what is not. So super relevant question. Um, So um, my research question specifically, so I work at a urban school and my research question specifically is does changing the teaching material to be culturally relevant to students help with their engagement and performance? So that's been my whole main focus. I mean, that was kind of my focus prior to I realized that students hate school. And I became a teacher because I I feel like I can make school fun. I can make it interesting and engaging. So when... I started my research i uh, specifically wanted to center my question around how to make um, material more relevant to students because typically um in urban schools the uh, nobody really goes out of their way to make it relevant it's just kind of like this is what we're teaching and nobody really sits down to take that time to think about okay like what are my students like what are they interested in not just as teenagers but as black teenagers so um It's been really interesting. I have done a number of just different assignments. Like when we did annotation, we were practicing annotating and summarizing. Uh, What I did was I took a song from J. Cole and we went through the lyrics. It was the song Neighbors. Um, And we went through each part of the song and we went and annotated it together to come up with the meaning of the song because a lot of people heard the song but I don't think nobody really knew exactly the message that he was trying to get across. Actually that was for theme. So it was for annotation and theme. So I was teaching both annotation and theme and um, we used J Cole's lyrics, and my students were really engaged in that lesson. Like I could tell that they were paying attention because they were answering. They were actually unmuting themselves, and that was that was a plus. So you're uh,
0: teaching virtually online, right? Yes. So, so you've. I want to just kind of dig into some of the things that you talked about, if if, if that's okay. Okay. Um, it seems like. The cultural relevant piece and trying to do more to engage students—it comes like it seems like your origin story is school wasn't as good as it could have been for you. Yeah. And you you wanted to be that change, is that right?
1: Yeah. I mean, my school was okay, but just just having just knowing that most schools aren't super focused on, okay, we got black kids. What do black kids like? Like that's not, that's not really a thing. Like it's, just, I, I feel like a lot of teachers make a conscious effort to make sure it's relevant to them as teenagers. But when you're teaching urban youth and I'm reading a book called for white folks who teach in the hood and the rest of y'all too. Um, it's a really, really great book. And I feel like every teacher, no matter um, what color they are if you are teaching urban Kids, that's the book that you should read.
0: So, what other kinds of things are you doing to make the material more relevant and engaging to your students?
1: I don't know. I try to let them have a voice in class, just like asking them, just having conversations, just natural conversations. And um, when I talk to them, I like to tell them about my life. So, whenever I'm teaching, and I learn that in the book as well. He talks about how he had this one teacher and they were in a meeting and she was talking about the lesson she was going to teach. And then she told a personal story about herself to the group. But then when he watched her in her class teach and she was teaching the lesson, she didn't mention the story to her class. And he said that that's something that she probably should have shared to build a connection with their students and I I constantly do that like I just talk about my life all the time (laughs) like I I tell them about myself I tell them about experiences I tell them about things that I know things that I heard and um, I just really try to relate to them. It seems like
0: a big part of what you're saying here is it's not just about coming up with things that you think students will like because you know like as teachers get older we become less cool and we aren't like if we try to come up with a song that we think students will like as we get older it's going to be a little bit too try hard right (laughs) so it's so it seems like you're saying it's not just finding something you think will be cool it's about building relationships that you really know what your students like right
1: yeah and that's I think that's one of the biggest things and I've um, it's a 200 page book and I'm on page like 55 and that's one thing that's really standing out to me about the book and when I was explaining to my coworker, I I was just like, I think what he's trying to say is, it's one thing to know that your students are urban and that they come from poverty and that they experience these things. It's one thing to know it. And then there's another thing to understand it. So I think that's the biggest thing like if you truly understand and then we kind of went into this conversation about police officers as well like if police officers lived in the areas that they patrolled they wouldn't be so you know biased intentionally and unintentionally biased against these different groups of people because if you you know that you know uh black guys like to hang out in groups with their hoods on. It's not really an intimidating situation if you see it all the time. But if that's not something that you see, it kind of looks suspicious and then it causes all these issues.
0: And the same thing for teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we don't live we may not live in the same neighborhood as mm-hmm. the students that we teach. Mm-hmm. And also like there are other factors that can cause us to have that implicit bias issue. Mm -hmm. So so I think that what you're saying is just so important for everyone to think about. It's important for me to think about, like, getting to know the students, because so many times we uh, accidentally harm our students just because we didn't know them and didn't know where they were coming from. Yeah. So what is something you hope teachers will keep in mind as we dig into the second semester of pandemic teaching?
1: So (laughs) I think that we just kind of need to take a step back and just stop being so, we just, we can't do the same things that we were doing prior to the pandemic. Like we can't grade every little thing. We can't just try to compensate, you know, in these different areas with other things. I think we kind of just need to look at the bigger picture and be just a little bit more lenient.
0: just love the way Ivana zooms in to find places in the curriculum where she can supplement the work with things that will be really engaging and connect with the kids that are in her classroom. And I also love the way she zooms out to make sure that she's thinking about what's important and what she can let go as a teacher. This is something I wish I would have had as a third year teacher, and I'm really glad I get to do this podcast so I can share it with other teachers. To find out more about the work that Ivana does, you can find her social media links in the, in the show notes, and you can also find some links to how you can become more involved with The Ohio Writing Project. Above all, though, thank you for tuning in to Write Answers.